This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A rally in New York and the Capitals are back atop the East Division. Disciplinary action for Kuznetsov and Samsonov. And Ovechkin out of the game after 39 seconds last night. His status is back in doubt. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, May 4th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, it was an eventful night last night at Madison Square Garden, but the Caps in the end got what they needed. Two points and help on the out-of-town scoreboard. Final score last night in Gotham, 6-3. to Daniel Sprong, the game winner. Two goals from the fourth line with no Oshie. No Kuznetsov, no Schultz, no Ovechkin for all but 39 seconds, and no Tom Wilson for much of the second period. The Caps did a job last night, earned a huge road win. It might have been one of their biggest of the season. And how about a balanced attack for the Capitals as well? Six different goal scores in the 6-3 win. And yes, among the highlights, the play of the fourth line, a goal and an assist each from Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway. But big picture here, John, Uh, especially when you consider within the game last night. Uh, I want to take you to the second period. The Rangers had scored three in a row to take a 3-2 lead. Capitals were in some penalty trouble as well this midway through the second period. Laviolette called a timeout. Capitals successfully killed off two minors. At one point, they were down two men. Rangers had a five-on-three advantage, and they navigated through that potentially difficult point in the game, stayed just a goal down, and ultimately gave themselves the opportunity to rally. It started with Hathaway's game tying goal late in the second period, and then they pulled away. They restored their lead. They pulled away in the third. But a big win for the Capitals when you consider as well the two-game losing streak they had over the weekend, the challenge going into Madison Square Garden, a building which has not been kind to the Capitals over the past few seasons against a Rangers team which have given them fits this season for a lot of reasons. This was a good win for the Capitals, something they could hopefully build off of. And yes, with the help on the out-of-town scoreboard, all of a sudden again, find themselves tied atop the division with that game in hand. An incredible night out of town, and we'll get to that in a bit, but obviously the big story this morning, once you get past the win, once you get past all the good feelings about it, it's the news on Alex Ovechkin that is most concerning. Skating 39 seconds in his return last night after a four-game absence with a lower body injury, there didn't appear to be any contact on the replay. He left, went down the tunnel. Team announced at first intermission he was done for the night with a lower body injury. Now, Peter Laviolette said after the game, Ovechkin felt good yesterday morning, didn't feel as good in the warm-up, decided to try it, went out for a shift, didn't feel right, so he left. But Laviolette also said that nothing was aggravated. Team shorthanded. It doesn't hurt, I guess, to dress him last night because you didn't have anybody else. You were already going shorthanded. So if the worst-case scenario was he wasn't going, I mean, all of that sounds very plausible to me, but there's still concern, Ben, now that if he's not able to go after four games, we are quickly getting into uncharted territory regarding Alex Ovechkin and injuries because you get past a half dozen games, you can officially say this has never happened before. Yeah, and you talk about uncharted territory. I noticed yesterday looking through the game notes as well, he's not there yet, but there's a chance Ovechkin could ultimately be the, the team leader in games lost by season's end. If he misses a couple more, I think Lars Eller is the 
the, the quote unquote leader in that category right now. But yeah, this is foreign territory, Mr. Durability, a fixture in the lineup. We've said it repeatedly over the years. Russian machine never breaks with the ability for Ovechkin to have remained in the lineup. Such a fixture, despite that heavy physical brand of hockey he plays, the demanding minutes he plays. Uh, the durability is certainly so, so impressive over the years. But that being said, as for the here and now, and the fact that he didn't make it beyond one shift last night in New York. Yeah, this is certainly, uh, this is another attention grabber. This is something that bears watching here. And I wonder now, really, this is almost like a wake-up call, John, that, that you know, an, an alert here to, to not rush him back again, to, to be particularly cautious now. You want him as close to 100% for a postseason run. So I, I, my thought is that they ought to be very cautious here, very careful, and, and to not run into a, a situation like this. I agree with you. You dressed him. You had nothing to lose because you were already shorthanded in the capacity you were. But hopefully this didn't worsen anything, and uh, hopefully he recovers and regains that strength over, over the next few days and certainly by next week, uh, by the end of the regular season. Now also wondering about TJ Oshie. Will he be back in time for tomorrow's game two with the Rangers? Personal reasons. Wondering about Justin Schultz. Missed the game due to injury. And will he be okay? He has been oft injured for this team and, and back out and missing the game last night. Trevor Van Riemsdyk continues a nice little run in the lineup. And then there's Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov out last night for disciplinary reasons, saying that they missed a team function. No other details given. Uh, the Caps were forced to play three centers at the beginning of the game and go 11-7, and seven. and this is just tremendously disappointing to me, Ben, on a lot of levels. Evgeny Kuznetsov has to focus and play the game of hockey. Uh, it's irritating to me that, you know, we've talked about this all year. We've talked about this for the last couple of years about his on-ice play. To be able to have a game like this that means so much and whatever happened, I don't even care what happened, but whatever it did, if it was enough to miss a game and the coach says you're out and the goalie's out, that is an utter lack of discipline that cannot continue. And he's got to get better. He's got to get better on the ice and he's got to get better off the ice. This is not the first time with him. And if this team's going to have success, I see a lot of guys, Ben, rowing the same direction here. I see a lot of really good efforts. A guy like Dmitry Orlov, who's having a tremendous season. The fourth line, unbelievable. I see great potential in Anthony Mantha. Nick Backstrom is having a great year. The rookie goalies are sorting through it, but both have played well. We talked about it yesterday. you got to go to another level. But Evgeny Kuznetsov has got to get it together, and this can't happen again, and he's got to come back, and he better produce when he gets there. No, I agree. This is very disappointing. This is not, not that this would even be excusable, but this is not as if it's, you know, January dog days of the season and, you know, maybe coming off of an off day on a, on a West coast trip, you know, in California or something. And then this isn't that this is late in the season. What's at stake. You're fighting for first place. This is a real business trip here into New York city to, to take care of, of, of business late in the regular season should be in the professional mind frame. And for Kuznetsov, this is a top six player on this team. You know, one of your top centermen with Backstrom. He's the third highest paid player. And John, it's his seventh full season with the team. This isn't a kid. This isn't a, a, a guy on an entry-level contract who's, who's just figuring things out and figuring, you know, life professionally on this side of the ocean. You know, that's not what this is. Evgeny Kuznetsov has to figure it out by now. And it's not the first time. And there have been examples on the ice and off the ice and, you know, credit to, to Peter Laviolette, given what's at stake as well, that he wasn't afraid to, to sit Kuznetsov and not to include Ilya Samsonov in uniform in last night's game as well and not to dress him. 
because there's a standard and, and, and there's, you know, it was the buzzwords when Laviolette was hired accountability and, you know, professionalism. And, and those are the typical buzzwords you hear, but that's what, and culture change, that's what this team needed. And Laviolette has stayed true to it. It's unfortunate that this has to come up though, this late in the season, you would figure at this point, professionals would, would figure it out, but it's, it's very, very disappointing given who the player is and, and what's expected of him and, and what's there. They need Kuznetsov to be all in. And this is a sign of, a, of an individual who right now is not all in. And given where they are, that's, that's disappointing very much. I want the Con Smythe contender back with yep. Evgeny Kuznetsov because if I didn't have a vote in 18, if I did, I, I might have voted for him even over Alex Ovechkin. He was brilliant for two months. It was my favorite two-month stretch of Evgeny Kuznetsov hockey, but I haven't seen much of it since. I want to see more of it. And I hope we do. Let's get on to things that are a little happier. How about the fourth line? Nick Dowd, Garnet Hathaway, two-point night for Dowd last night, including the game's first goal late in period one. He assists on Hathaway's equalizer late in the second. This is a line that is going the right way, and they have been for more than 50 games together this year. Nick Dowd living his best life, the best pro season he's ever had. And Garnet Hathaway, who seems to haunt the Rangers like none other. He's not a big goal scorer unless he's playing the Rangers. He ends up with another goal against New York in his career last night. Uh, love that line. Love what they've done. And they're so dependable in so many situations. And not the first time that Peter Laviolette has de- deployed that line to start a game. But maybe last night that was also a little message being sent and a tone setter for the Capitals to knowing that they were going to lean on those three, uh, among others, but that they were going to lo- lean on those three pretty heavily, talking about Dowd and Hathaway and Haglin. And that trio was was terrific, uh, contributing a couple of goals and sound defensively as well. And Nick Dowd, he ultimately led all forwards in ice time last night, skated north of 21 minutes, won 14 of his 21 draws, being very effective in the face-off circle throughout the year. Has Nick Dowd a big improvement in that regard? And Dowd has told us, you know, speaking to the media, this is as much fun as he's had playing hockey hockey ever and who could blame him he's earned the trust of his coach here and for that trio even to have remained intact now all 51 games so rare to see that from any line but particularly rare to see from a line you know lower down the depth chart a fourth line in this case uh, they've been trusted with defensive responsibilities they've chipped in offensively career high goals now for uh, for doubt up to 10 and uh, that trio continuing to, to impress and just so trustworthy as far as Laviolette is concerned as well. It was an embarrassment of riches on the out-of-town scoreboard last night around the Mass Mutual East. Thank you, Michael Hauser. After nine years in the minors, mostly in the ECHL, he made his NHL debut for Buffalo last night, and he gets the win, 4-2 to over the New York Islanders, the second feel-good goalie moment of the season for the Sabres. Dustin Tokarski getting that win over Washington a couple of weeks back, first NHL win in six years. And now Hauser, who played four seasons in the ECHL with Cincinnati, mostly ECHL work, a little bit in the AHL, and gets an NHL opportunity. And boy, a good story that helps the Caps. I'm all over that. A good story, a cool story, and good for him. Not only all those years in the ECHL and AHL, John, but he hadn't even played a game at any level since pre-COVID. He had not played a game since making an ECHL appearance in early March 2020. So here we are 14 months later, and he picks up a a big win in his NHL debut. That's great to see. Big eye-opener last night. Pittsburgh at Philadelphia, the first of a two-game set there. Evgeny Malkin returning after 23 games. 
But no Mike Matheson. He's out week to week after he took that puck off the face at Capital One Arena Saturday night. His own goaltender, Tristan Jari, firing it at him accidentally. Big loss for them on the back end, and it was a big loss on the ice last night. Two for Pittsburgh in Philly. Three late goals for the Flyers after already building up a lead. One of those three late into an empty net. It all adds up to a 7-2 to win for the Flyers over the Penguins. That enabling the Caps to gain a first-place tie in the East. That is quite a turn of events. I did not see that one coming last night. No, and those two teams will meet again tonight. I know you have the national call on the NBC Sports Network. I imagine the Pittsburgh Penguins would be ready to go and revved up, and Mike Sullivan will have their attention uh, coming into the rematch tonight. But certainly that was uh, that, that was an eye-opener last night when Philadelphia gave them the business. Look, we said, you look at all these schedules, every team. They have softer schedules, certain teams. Got to go out and win the games. Nothing's guaranteed. And last night, uh, one example of that, certainly. So around the oh, and uh, one other score from last night. Only thing that didn't go Washington's way: Boston won three nothing at New Jersey, tightening the race further. So around the East tonight, as mentioned, yeah, Pittsburgh in Philadelphia. I'll be on the call with Dominic Moore for that one. So uh, tune us in, won't you? NBCSN. Shameless plug alert there. And uh, the standings on this Tuesday morning look like this: Washington now with seventy one game in hand. Huge win for them, and Pittsburgh losing in regulation badly to the Flyers, seventy one and 71 the boston bruins are now in third place in the east they passed the islanders last night with that win the bruins are only three back of first and ben they have that game in hand too on both the islanders and the caps two on pittsburgh boston is still very much a factor in trying to win this division and officially playoff bound are the Boston Bruins with their win last night or the Rangers lost to the Capitals, whichever you prefer. But Boston officially playoff bound. So now we know it's it's these four teams in the Mass Mutual East division. Just a matter between now and next Tuesday of jockeying for the final positions in the standings. Bruins have won three straight and 10 of 12 overall now. On the show tomorrow, Kenny Albert will be here and chatting about Rangers game two, voice of the Rangers as well. As NBCSN top guy, be calling the Stanley Cup final this year. Caps Rangers Wednesday at seven. Coverage starts at four with Caps game day. Ben, have yourself a good Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.